0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Fire with your girls, Nakia, I, I still sound um, a little strange saying that. And, and we've talked about this so many times. I know you're probably like, what is she talking about? Guys, you know, Mondays we have music Mondays and Tuesdays we have two with Tuesdays. So I had to pause for a minute because I don't have anything for Thursdays, which is odd and ironic because Thursdays was, you know, that's the original day of the show. And it's always just been Indy Fire on Thursdays, you know what I mean? But now we have nothing. It's just – and and then we haven't been here. This is like the first Thursday. Yes, yes, this is the first Thursday that we've been here for the entire month of April. And so I really don't have anything to say but just Indy Fire. That's enough right there, right? Entertainment news and daily inspiration for everyone. Boom, there you go. Indy Fire <laughs> with your girl, Nakia. I'm super excited to have my guest here with me this evening, and before I even get into all of that, but um, I wanted to say that in advance because you know how we have uh, Motivational Mondays, you know, Monday morning motivation with Castle Moore on My Struggle with My Strength, how, you know, it was so important to me that here in our fourth year that we were able to actually emphasize the I and in the Indie. okay? You know, we always talk about the entertainment side. We give you the news. You know, we're here three to four nights a week, so we do it daily. And, of course, you know, we have no whole bars when it comes to who we entertain. You know, we do it for everyone. So we're touching upon each and every letter of indie. But for some reason, we have not been able to really jump on the I like I wanted to. So it was so important for me to be able to start the month of March out doing so. And we introduced My Struggle as My Strengths. Monday morning motivation with Castle Moore um, to be able to give you that eye, that inspiration. So I wanted to end the month of April, or well, well, it just happens to work this way, in um, the month of April and going into a new month, um, as we experience all that we're experiencing right now throughout our country and throughout the world, to just be able to um, release, I, right, faith, healing inspiration, motivation into my listening audience, as well as those who may come back and listen, you know, to a playback show. And so tonight we're going to focus a lot more on that I, inspiration. We have an author and an inspirational speaker here with us um, this evening. But before I get into that, let's backtrack a little bit, I right? Monday night, um, who do we have Monday? Monday we had owner and creative designer, Zakaria Monique, here from Florida, um, she is the owner of uh, J M R Couture Boutique. Yes, make sure that you check her website out. Remember, J M R dot com. She has the everything on the website is ten dollars because she is um, trying to roll out the old and bring in the new. You know, you got you know got to get rid of the old stuff before we can you know bring in the new. So make sure you check the website out. Again, everything is $10 on the website. And then on Tuesday night, we had hip-hop artist Ways to Dawn here um, releasing some new music. You know, make sure that you're listening to Coco, streaming it, downloading it on all music platforms. Okay? I said on Tuesday that for the month of May, we cannot do like we did this month right here with me, you know, being an essential worker and having to push back our schedule to 930 After getting off work at 9, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it for the month of May, all right? So what we're doing for the month of May is we're going back to our original day and to our original time, which is Thursdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time for the entire month of May, okay? No Monday nights, no Tuesday nights, and we'll throw in two Saturdays, you know, just to give you a little variety. Um, New Music Mondays will still air at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then uh, Monday Morning Motivation will air Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, okay? So just make sure that you're tuning in at 6.30 on Thursday throughout the month of May. We're going to play uh, June by ear, all right? because I don't really know how long I'm going to be on this project with the DOH in New York, so we're going to just play it by ear um, for the month of June. But as for right now, the month of May is just going to be on Thursday night, all right? Y'all cool with that? Good. Thank you. And thank you again for all the support. I'm seeing it across so many platforms. I'm seeing the emails, you know, I have an assistant that is is, um, sick right now. And uh, a lot of this is on me and another um, assistant who is quickly trying to learn. And so um, thank you for the support. If your emails are going unanswered, if your messages are going unanswered, if your um, tweets, your phone calls are going unanswered, please bear with me Um, again. Um, an essential, and um, kind of doing everything alone right now. So, I'll get back with you. All right, <laughs> I'll get back with you uh, tonight. Again, my very very special guest is author and inspirational speaker uh, Devon Taylor. He is an 18 year old powerhouse who just wants to speak life into and minister to the people of God. As an inspirational and motivational speaker, he purposefully fulfills his passion, in making sure that people know why they were created, and encourages them to live life to the fullest, even through hurt. Devon is the author of Creation, which details his own experience with bullying and how he was able to overcome. A rising sophomore at Western Kentucky University and the reigning Mr. Freshman 2019, Devon plans to pursue a career in broadcasting through Devon's sharing his experiences in his life. He hopes to provide hope, encouragement, faith, and healing for those going through the same thing. And if I listening audience, I present to you this evening my very, very special guest, author and inspirational speaker, Devon Taylor. Yeah! How are you? <laughs>
2: Hey, how are you today?
1: (laughs) I am well. I am
2: well. I am well. At
1: first, allow me to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You could have been anywhere this evening, um, especially on very, very short notice. You could have been anywhere, but you're here with me giving so freely of yourself and of your time to myself and my listening audience to share all about you and what it is that you do and why it is that you're so passionate about the things that you do. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me this evening. for having me. You are so very welcome. Now I got a chance to briefly talk to you before the show, um, and so I believe in uh, how I am able to vibe with someone. That's kind of how the interview will go. So you know yeah. that I want to ask questions about being an author, especially such a young author writing your book. You know, at such a young age. But I also want um, the direction of this interview to just flow according to his will. All right? I understand that we want to be able to speak life into the people of God. And right now, I do. Yes. You know very very few guests can come on the show and and again, we had a two minute conversation, but very few guests can come on the show and you can feel the energy from the person you know across the airways, you can feel the energy from the person, and you already know the direction that the interview is gonna take so again, I'm just going to. Let him have his way throughout this interview. Yes. Yeah. So I'm gonna get myself yeah. together here. I'm gonna get myself together, and and I know that you know you're young, and
0: yes, okay. um,
1: people are people are very cruel. Cool. Uh-huh. Um, we see this as adults. You know, I see it as adults, and as an adult. Um, I see it across social media all day long, uh, the things that people say to one another, whether they do it sarcastically, you know, through through humor, whether they really mean what they say. People are cool. I can't even imagine what our youth face today. You know, when I was your age, um, I was on top of the world when I was your age, you know. Yeah. Um, I was a straight-A student. You know, I was a cheerleader, I was a band, I was senior class president, I was student body president. I I, I had things going on for me. And then there were children who were on the opposite end of that. Um, And because of the way that I was raised and the way that I was taught, you know, you didn't make fun of people like that. You didn't pick on people like that. If anything, you went to them and you, you try to help them, you know what I'm saying? If you were an Mm -hmm. athlete and they were not an athlete, and you try to do things to assist them to, you know, maybe you can help them to be able to make the team next year. Or if you were in the gospel choir and you knew they could sing a little bit, but they might have had a fear factor, you did things to kind of boost something within them so that they would have, you know, the the courage to try out maybe next year. Kids nowadays don't function that way. So I can't even imagine what you went through um, as a younger, you know, um, teenager, having to face yes. bullying. What what was that like for you? It was,
2: one, very hard um, because at the time, you know, as a child, you don't really know who you are or, you know, like you're just a mysterious person, and you just see the good in everything in life. But that that wasn't how my childhood was. My childhood was I was a little more advanced, more than most people, and the school that I went to, I went to a school on the east side of Detroit, Michigan. And um there was i I was I mean, I was caught some names that you would think a child would never know. And it was I mean, it was scary because at the time, you know, I was up I was up to used to being with my mom at that point, and I was used to my mom protecting me. And um it was it was definitely scary. It wasn't something that I was prepared for and you know, as a child, when people say things to you, not not just one or two people, like five, six, seven, eight, the whole class, when they say something to you, it starts to knock down yourself. Everybody else as a child was happy, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I hated going to school. I didn't want to go to school. Like, I'm sick. I can't go to school today. I'm coughing. I have the flu. I, like, anything that would get me out of school and me to not go to school – that is what I had to do. And my mom, at that point, my mom knew, like, hey, something's wrong. Because my mom knew I always loved school. Like, school's always been the thing that I love to do. But, you know, of course, as a parent, you start to realize, like, something's not right. So my mom, she um she started asking me. And she was just like, hey, what's going on? And I was just like, nothing, nothing at all. And then when I finally started to open up to my mom, um, it was one of those things, like, are you serious? And then, like, when I tell the teachers, like, hey, someone are bullying me, just ignore. Ignoring is just a word that I believe <laughs> teachers throw around. <laughs> like, it's hard to – ignoring is one of those things, like, you can mentally do it, but you can't physically do it because you can hear somebody talking about you. But if you want to physically say stuff, But in my mind, you want me to think, okay, they're not talking. How do I do that? That's not possible at all. Yeah, the word ignore
1: is like a band-aid. It's like a band-aid because still underneath, stuff is still festering underneath the word
2: ignore. Yeah, portion a lot. And see, that's the thing, too, about, and this is what I tell people all the time, be careful telling your children to ignore stuff because I hear parents say it all the time. It's not ignored. Your child has a voice. Just like you have a voice and you can say what you want to say, your child has the right to say what they want to say. And the children having the right to say what they want to say comes with consequences. But don't tell your child to ignore because then you start to make your child feel like, well, there's nobody I can talk to or there's nobody that I can reach out to. You know what I'm saying? So you want to sit there and listen to your child. Then you as the parent take precautions because, I mean, that situation can go anywhere, anywhere. So it's just.
1: And so how did, you know, once you, once you got through, um, and and I'm assuming you didn't really get through because the book, you know, came about um, after all of that or through the midst of all of that, but. Um, what was the process like having to relive or or go through um, all of that while writing your book?
2: So um, I actually wrote the book my senior year. I graduated last year. I was writing the book my senior year, and the bullying had toned down a little bit. And God told me, "Get yourself together. We gotta, we gotta go. We gotta." Go. And remind <laughs> you, my self esteem was low. My self-esteem was low. God was like, hey, you're in the 12th grade. You got a mission to do. Get yourself up. You've been that, done that, got a T-shirt for it. Let's go. It's time to move forward. And, um, I mean, I was just like, God, like, what do you mean? Like, these people are talking about me, and you want me to – and my mom can tell you I argue with God all the time. You want me to go ahead and do this? You want me to go forth? And people are out here talking about me. If they're talking about me now, what are they going to say when you're using me for your glory? What they going to say? Mm. There's going to be a mm. whole bunch of people talking about me. So God started to say, I I would never put more on you than you can bear. And mm-hmm. my scripture that got me through the whole writing the book process and everything was trust in the Lord with all your heart and not to your mm-hmm. own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And that's what got me through because people told me, like, you're just a senior in high school. What are you doing writing a book? And God, I knew what God had told me. God had told me before I graduated that I was going to write a book. It's not a lie. So, and I'm going to prove, I'm going to increase your faith a little here because I was like, well, God, how am I going to write a book? I don't got no money, I'm broke, I'm on my way to college, I'm in high school, like how am I going to write a book? So God told me, start writing the manuscript. So I started, you know, doing what God told me to do. I wrote the manuscript, and it was like the words were just coming to me, they were just coming. And I'll never forget it, one day I was at work, I worked at the Crown Plaza Louisville Hotel, I was at work, and there was this lady who came in, and she said, what are you writing? I said, oh, I'm writing a book about, you know, my life, how I was bullying and stuff. She said, God laid it on my heart to pay for the book for you. She paid for the entire book. So that's the thing. I came to increase somebody's faith just a little bit. If God tells you to trust in him, you need to trust in him. Don't question it. Don't do nothing. You need to get on the path and go. And people, they always want to let their uh, past hurt them. Like, oh, well, I've been through this. I've been through that. I've been through this. So what? You've been that, done that, been there, got a T-shirt for it. Get up and go. It's time to go. Because the stuff, everybody has a voice. Everybody has a story that needs to be told. Whether you're five, whether you're six, whether you're eight, whether you're 20, whether you're 80, whether you're 106. I don't, Everybody has a story, and God has given all of us a mission. So I want to instill mm-hmm. that scripture in somebody: trust in the Lord with all your heart, because God will never put you on the wrong path at birth. He will never put you on the wrong path, and that was the scripture that got me through because there were some days like, God, I don't care about this book. I'm about to burn the whole manuscript. I don't want to do it, and God kept telling me that. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord, and then before you know it, I wrote my book in two weeks. Done. I did all of that in two weeks. So when God has a purpose, it's going to get done. It's going to get done either way.
1: Do you view writing as a kind of spiritual practice for you?
2: No, I hadn't. Literally, I hadn't. The most that I wrote was a five-page paper in my English class. That was the most that I wrote. My book is 62 pages, but my manuscript, I believe, was like 100 pages. So it was the biggest writing piece that I ever had. But, again, if you just trust in the Lord and follow and do what the Lord tells you, The Lord will give you what to write. The Lord will go in the pencil and write for you. All you have to do is just allow him in your heart.
1: So how has publishing your first book changed um, things for you? Um, Mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. What's the shift like for you? Well,
2: um, first of all, I was actually one of the first um I was actually honored to be graduate. uh excuse me, actually honored to be recognized at graduation because I was the only one in my high school who had ever written a book at such a young age and the first in my wow. family to ever write a book at a young age. So a lot of people were shocked when I told them. I was going up the hallway and I was like, Hey, I'm selling my book and they were like, Oh my god, you really wrote the book So mentally it encouraged me a lot, um, to tell somebody that you're never too young you're never too young to do um, to do the will of God. You're never too young. J.Kaylin Carr started preaching when she was nine years old. You're never too young, and God, the Bible says that in the last days, the young people will prophesy. So, um, God is using the young people in this time, and mm-hmm. um, spiritually, it just increased my faith a lot, and I think mentally, uh, it took. Mentally, it took the big toll on me because literally God, when I finished writing that book, God changed my whole perspective. Like when I say before I wrote the book, I was a very sensitive person. You said anything, it'll upset me. But now I'm the kind of person like I I literally don't have to do. I'm in control of myself. Mm -hmm. I'm in control of how successful I am. I'm in control of what I can do. I'm in control of how high I go or how low I go. I'm in control of that, and that's what that done to that's what that has done for me mentally. It has pushed me to go a little further, so it has definitely done a lot and I thank God for feeling and trusting me with uh writing a book before
1: you wrote the book, and before. You know, God spoke to you and 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 told you that you know this is what you needed to do. Um, were you strong in your faith?
2: I was. I was actually very strong in my faith, and that that's the thing too that my mom would always tell me. It's like, Mom, these kids are bullying me, uh, and my mom, her scripture always, her scripture she always used for me is, "Vengeance is mine," said the Lord, and. um you know, like, because sometimes you just get so angry, you want to just do stuff back to them. But yes, before I wrote my book, I was spiritually strong, and I, and this is what I, what else I have to say. God does stuff. God just gave me something. God does stuff in specific seasons for specific reasons. And God just gave to me. He said that the stuff that He takes you through is not because of you. Is because of the people around you that are facilitating and spectating to see what you're going to do. He told me just now that he takes you through that stuff to show people that you have the favor of God upon you because people expect you once you get to a breaking point to collapse, But God hmm. is pushing hmm. us further. <laughs> He's pushing us further in our faith. Hmm. And, And on the other day on my prayer line, what I told my people, and God just brought it back to my mind again, is that in this season, this is not a season of lack. This is not a season of let's take a break. This is a season of God is charging your spirit for you to become a weapon of power. And God is, thank you, God, God is giving me this stuff in my mind saying that A gun, nobody has to tell you it's a gun because you already know it's a gun by its reputation, right? Right, right. And the thing that makes the gun powerful is the bullet. Bullet. And then the thing that makes the bullet powerful is the powder that is crushed (laughs) literally to nothing. (laughs) The bullet that is inside of the gun and the powder that's inside of the gun has been crushed to nothing. And the things that are crushed in the, I don't know what's in the bullet, but whatever's crushed in the bullet, it's crushed so well that if you put it in the palm of your hand and blow it out, it's, gonna, it's just going to dissolve. And God said that's how people are feeling in this season. And God is saying that he's going to use that powder to stuff out of a bullet, which is your human shell, and he's going to send you out to be weapons of power. Because we are not made to be sitting around. The enemy is coming up against us like never before. God is charging our spirits and sending us out, but one by one. So like Lillian Lloyd said, if you're not on the Lord's side, it's not going to work because the kingdom of God is coming back. Real strong. Hmm.
1: I'm up here I'm up here just agreeing and not realizing that I'm muted, just agreeing.
2: Ugh. It's okay. <laughs> weapons of power. I feel that in my spirit. Weapons of power. God is yes. creating us to be weapons of power. We're not about to be sitting around. Um, I heard something else. God said we're not about to die in this season. We are not dying in this season. Get yourself out. Get yourself together and get yourself out. Don't be sitting on the couch, oh, Boogie Boop broke up with me. Get up and get out. Boogie Boop was there for the season. His season's over. You go. It's over. It's over. Next in line, please. God ain't got – no. Not in this season. We not dying in this season. Get yourself up and get together. Not in this season we not – Maybe next season, if God don't send me, but if I be a man of God and God is telling me that this is the season that we get up, you better get up. You can try again next season, but right now, God got work for you to do. And it's not to sit on your couch. You be quarantined and you go around your house and clap, do whatever you need to do. But not in this season. Mm -mm. No, no. Get yourself together.
1: And you know what, we've been talking about this, my, my listening audience, as you've been listening, especially on, on Mondays, you know, I always like to, to – I think that's my most motivational day is Mondays um, because I allow so, so much um, positivity and uh, inspiration to be fed in my spirit on that day to be able to carry me throughout the rest of the week. But we've yeah. been talking about, you know, how um, now – that we all are just sitting. Um, it isn't the time just to sit and wallow in whatever is it is that is going on in your life right now. It's a time and the perfect opportunity for growth. And a lot of you, I've seen you creating, you know, different businesses and you know and I'm saying refreshing um, different ideas that you had back in the day. But I've also said that it's the perfect opportunity for you to increase your faith as well. There's so much creativity and creativeness in each and every one of us. We are all blessed with different gifts. Now is the perfect opportunity for each and every one of you to tap into what that particular gift is that God has blessed you with and expound upon that. As you stated, it's not the time, and it will not be the time, for us to die. Now, listen, he didn't mean physically die, all right? A lot of us are depressed. We got anxiety. You know, there's fear. This is not the time for us to mentally die, for us to physically and emotionally die, all right? You, you can't sit on the couch all day and, and just, just again, wallow in your mess. You have to come yes. up out of it, all right, and, and let the Lord use you. Bring forth whatever that creative idea is and let him use you to allow you to get through whatever it is that you feel that you're going yes. through. So, you know, we've been talking about this. Um, So it's it's 5 on to what he just um, said. You have some callers. I want to bring them in because I got some more questions, too. Uh, They may just want to sit and listen, and there's nothing wrong with that. They may want to ask you questions. They may just want to show some love. But I am going to give them the opportunity to speak, all right? Caller 313. you. You are live on the air with Nakia and Devon. Who do we have on the line? They scared They don't want to talk Call the 313 Area code <laughs> Who's on the line? Hi right. You could just sit and listen Thank you for calling Alright Let me see Here we go Area code is 270 You're live on NG Fire With Nakia and Devon Who's on the line?
2: Hi Nakia It's Devon Um
1: Hey, what are you doing? I'm so
2: proud. <laughs> Nothing. I had to come and support my best friend on his interview. Um, but I do have some questions for him that I didn't get to ask about his book. So that all um, what, inspired you? what inspired you, Devon, to write the book? Like, what was your purpose behind it? Well, the purpose behind me writing the book was to encourage somebody else um, because, again, as I said, if you all get the book and you read it, um, it says that I, I wanted to kill myself. Um, and I wanted people to know that it should never get to that point. You should have so much love for yourself and know that there's somebody way better than anybody out here who loves you. God is in control of everybody in this world, so if God, the Creator of the world loves you. Then you ought to at least love yourself. Um, so that is what my biggest um, that is what my biggest piece of advice is, um, and that's what the book is about. The book is about pushing you a little further in your faith, pushing you a little further to do what God has called you to do, and to also show people that just because you had a troubled past doesn't mean that you can't make something out your future, because your future is what God holds. So that's okay, okay. um, that, that's what inspired the question. I love it that you always give me these inspirational talks. Like, even when we're just talking on the phone, you still give me inspirational stuff that pumps me up. So thanks for being a good friend, and I'm loving listening to you right now. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Eli.
1: <laughs> thanks for calling in.
0: <laughs>
2: no problem.
1: All right, this is uh, Area Code 615. You are live on in with Nakia and Devon. Who's on the line? Hmm. Area Code 615? It's there, too. It's all good. It's all good. You can continue <laughs> to listen. Thank you for calling in. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, you're live right here on Indesire with your girl Nakia and my very special guest, author and inspirational speaker Javon Taylor, Mister Freshman yeah. 2019. So very
0: yeah. really quickly,
1: I want to I want to <laughs> talk about that just a little bit. You know, my daughter actually Western Kentucky University was one of her um, choices. She's a freshman also, or but like, what yeah, for like another week because I think the last day of class is next Friday. So that was one of her choices, and um, she decided at the very last minute that, you know, she said, no, I'm going to stay in state. Her school is still, you know, a good way from home, but she says I'm going to stay in state and, you know, see what happens. Maybe after two years, I'll transfer, and I was like, all right, you know, it's cool, whatever, but when I, when I had yeah. Eli on the show and I saw, you know, West Virginia Tech University, it, I thought, my school sounds so familiar, and then when I saw your bio, it clicked, duh. Your daughter applied there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, all right, So, as 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 Mr. Freshman, 2019, like you know, with all that you went through, you know, and and with the bullying and getting to the, you know to the point where you said to yourself, like I I I, I want to die, I want to kill myself. How mm-hmm. did you get the courage? And I know the answer to this, but how did you get the courage to you know submit information to? Stand on a stage, you I'm saying, to run for Mr. Freshman, and then when?
2: Um, so this happened. Um, when was it? Was last semester, um, in October, I believe. And um, actually, I was not thinking about it at first. I had a friend who actually encouraged me to do it, and um, I was, I mean, I was like really nervous because it, like, usually. Like I told you, I was being bullied and stuff in high school and in middle school and elementary school, so I never really wanted to campaign for anything. Um, So this time I was like, oh, my God, like, there's probably people who don't like me and who probably hates my soul and probably going to talk about me. (laughs) And I kind of went through the same thing again. But like I told you, God, God, he gets divine together, okay? And he's Uh like, uh get up, get yourself. Like, you cannot live in like fear like get up Right. so um, I actually right. had a friend who told me uh, go ahead and do it her name Kiana she was like go ahead and do it and I was like okay whatever so I went ahead and I applied for it and I campaigned and um, she was like the good thing I think this will benefit you a lot because it would build your confidence up a lot
0: mm-hmm. and I said mm-hmm. okay
2: so I was like let's do it and don't get me wrong I'm a very cocky person I love myself now um, and people <laughs> can tell you that I love myself i walk up the street and think I'm the baddest thing on earth. (laughs) Good. um, Good. But so I ran for it and I got it, and it actually opened up so many opportunities for me to meet a lot of people on campus, talk to different people, uh, different community service events. Um, So it was actually one of the best things that I've actually done in my college career because it has allowed me to, like I said, meet more people, um, go out, into my school community and talk to people, go out to the high school communities and talk. So it was a really fun, um, it was really fun to do.
1: That's awesome. So are you all out of school yet?
2: Well, you know, the coronavirus thing, I'm sweating, um But <laughs> no, we are, um, <laughs> we get out, I think in two weeks, um, if I'm not mistaken, but I literally okay. have been telling Eli and everybody else, uh, I was on the phone with my ISEC family today at school and I was like, we need to come back. We need to come back. We need to come back because I'm tired of being at home. Like WKU is a wonderful school. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, I'm in a program with, um, with, with, it's called ISEC. It stands for the Intercultural Student Engagement Center, which is absolutely wonderful. I love everybody, Dr. Sales, Miss Kay, LaMario. I love all of them to death, um, and they will keep you on the right track. But I miss them so much um, because they always have something fun for us to do. Um, I miss my motivational talks, and, you know, that's mm-hmm. the thing, too. Sometimes people don't know. You Motivational seek to everybody else, but sometimes you need somebody to pour out. Sometimes into you. somebody
1: needs to pour so, into you, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. yeah, my, my daughter got an email this morning about um, she's in the fashion merchandising and consumer studies MBA program, and so um, oh. they sent the email this morning about um, studying abroad this summer, and she was like, Ma, I don't even want to go to the mailbox. They they want me to study abroad this summer. This summer, <laughs> like no, <laughs> like, yeah. I was, I was, what what what? I did I was they didn't Do did they know what's going on? You know.
2: <laughs> it's so it is not yeah. fun because I was supposed to study abroad this summer, and um, and I was devastated. I was like, oh man. Uh, but we'll try yeah. again next year. There's always a next year, so. Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's yeah. let's
1: get caller uh, nine three one is the area code. Uh, Gonna get them in really quick. Um, maybe yeah. they will, you know, not not have this fear factor that everyone else seems to have. All right. Uh, area code nine three one. You're live. <laughs> You're live on Indie Fire with Nakia and Javon. Who do we have on the line? <laughs> Y'all you unmute your phones. Maybe the phones are muted. You know, when they get ready to talk and they don't realize that. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe. No. Area code 931 going once, going twice. All right. Thank you for calling in. Just keep listening to the show.
2: <laughs> Let me tell y'all something. God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. Okay. 2 Timothy 1 no, 7. Boom.
1: Out. That's my favorite Bible verse right there. 2 Timothy 1 7. You heard him.
2: Yes, you heard ma'am. him. Look,
1: you, you on the radio. Why are you scared? Why are you
2: kidding? Yeah. You might be a celebrity. All right, so
1: <laughs> I know that it you are a celebrity. Come on, y'all. I got I got Western Kentucky University Mr. Freshman twenty nineteen on the line with me. And I got I got another celebrity that's still on the line, um, Eli. If you haven't listened to um his track, you know, I, I don't wanna take away from my guest tonight, but you need to go listen you two very talented Young men. Yes. All right. Eli's a man. (laughs) Yes. Yes, he is. That's like that. That's on my playlist. I hear it multiple times a day. So uh, make sure you go check Eli out. All right. But um, you mentioned, you know, how important it is to be able to have someone as a motivational or an inspirational speaker that you're always blessing someone else in some type of way. But how important it is to be able to have someone that can pour into you, you know? And this is the question that I ask, you know, the majority of my guests, what motivates you? So my question to you would be, you know, um, what happens when that individual Um, pours into you, when they bless your spirit? What happens? Like what spark busts out of you? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Your your energy, I know your energy has to be
2: refueled.
1: But but what what's the emotion that really goes through your body when when that occurs?
2: Um, I don't know. i literally I can tell you three people who can break me down. It's Ms. Kay, Lamario, and Doctor Sales. Doctor Sales is a bad woman. Um, but she is so loving and so kind. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm in the ISEC program with them. I'm in mean, my mom too. But uh, my mom don't break me down like the rest of them can. But no, sometimes I have to go in the office and I'll be like, Miss Kay, this is it. I'm not doing it no more. Like I'm done. I'm, I don't <laughs> care. Like whatever you need to do, done And she be like, Get yourself together. Get it together. Are you really gonna lose everything that you have that you have because you got an attitude? Are you really gonna do that? And I'll be like, Ooh, uh-uh, wrong person. <laughs> wrong person. Wrong day. But um <laughs> I mean emotionally it I mean it gets me there. Like it pushes me a little further, it pushes me through my week. Um but those are those are three individuals. especially if you meet Doctor Sales, she's a woman of God, she's a first lady. But she will break you down like a fraction, okay? <laughs> and pick you back up. But she is a bad woman, but um she's she's very encouraging. Um and she she gonna keep you on the right track. So um, yes, yeah.
1: I don't know if you've um, sure. had the opportunity to read the article or even see the article about the emergency room doctor who committed suicide um, <sighs> earlier this week. Um, just from having to, she she herself caught the virus, or and. Was home, you know, trying to isolate and, and be in quarantine, and and felt that she was ready to go back to work, and she went back to work, and then you know her superior said to her, you know, no, you you still mentally, you now you need to go take some time off. Like you took the time to quarantine and you worked on getting yourself better, you know, physically, but now you need to go take some time off to mentally get yourself together because you're not you're mm-hmm. not there, all right, um, and. It was all just, it was all too much. Having to see people come in daily, and lose their lives, having to see people get to the hospital and not even make it to the ER before they lost their lives. You know, we have so many people that have lost their jobs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As, as a college student, these are things that maybe a lot of college students do not have to worry about. They're in school yeah. um, to get their education, all right? Maybe it's paid by yeah. a scholarship. Maybe it's paid by their parents, maybe it's paid by financial aid, but a lot of them don't have to worry about um, how it's getting paid. You know, your your responsibility is to go to school. All right? so a lot of young adults your age don't have that burden of having to worry about a job. And if you do, right. it's to supplement, you know, your, your wants. They're not really your necessities. You're living in a dorm. You're not, yes. you know, having to worry about an apartment. So the unemployment may not be affecting you, but it may be affecting your parents. They may not have right. divulged yeah. all the information to you, but they have lost their jobs and they're struggling. Or you may know somebody who, you know, it's is back affected them and it's, you know, they're struggling. People are dealing yeah. with so much right now on so many mm-hmm. different levels. Yeah. Pain is affecting people right now on so many different levels, from emotional, from spiritual, from, you know, physical, yeah. from mental. Pain is gut-wrenching to so many people right now. I want you to speak to those people and let them know that even in their darkest hours, there's still hope.
2: Yes. Well, first and foremost, what I'm going to say is God didn't make us, and we're not distressed at all. We are not distressed people. God made us complex, but not in despair. Um, So we are are in a time where you have to say prayed up first off. You have to stay prayed up. You have to um you have to encourage yourself. And like Donald Lawrence, I don't know who sings the song, but the lady says sometimes you gotta look in the mirror and tell yourself, I can make it. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my favorite quote is, If opportunity don't not build a door. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> you there you don't have a job, you don't have but you there's something you can do. There's there's somebody out here you can impact. You Your job is to be a vessel to the kingdom of God, and what you need to do is ask God, God, what do you want me to do? See, people get so caught up in, oh, I want to do this. I want to do this. this. ain't the I show. This is not your show. You got to ask God what he wants you to do. Some people out here singing can't even hold a note, but they want to be, oh, God, bless me to sing. No, you need to go reconsider and talk to God about your anointing because God, God gives us each different anointing. And see, this is something mm-hmm. that I will say. People want the anointing, but they don't want the weight that comes with the anointing. Woo! Mm. Y'all want to be out here preaching and and trying to lay hands and stuff, but y'all don't want to be like I can I can preach uh, roof off. But y'all don't know nothing I have to go through. Y'all just see me around here smiling. You don't know that I was in the bathroom and almost killed myself. You don't know that I was bullied and spit on by kids. You don't know that I was slapped. You don't know that I was caught a faggot by one of my teachers. You don't know that one of my teachers told me to shut up. You don't know that one of my teachers told me that I wouldn't be nothing but a trashman. You don't know that you just see the grace, but you don't know what comes with the grace. You don't know what comes with it. And see, that's the thing. People, they need to hold on to what God has given them. See, we so quick to say, oh, God, I can't do it. I can't do it. If God told you you were going to do it, you're going to do it.
1: No do matter.
2: It. That's what my grandma used to say. My grandma used to say, if God gives you something and you don't do it, it's going to get done. Like, let me give you an example. My brother hates church, but God be showing him stuff, and it happens all the time. And my brother be like, deja vu. That ain't no deja vu. That's God telling you to get yourself in order and get right. <laughs> that ain't no deja vu. And that's what I I just want to encourage somebody a little bit further. You got to think of mm, God just gave me the story about the three Hebrew boys when they were in the um, mm. in the mm. when they were in the furnace uh the fire. They came out and was not burned at all.
1: Not at all. Mm -hmm.
2: God is about to use you. God is about to take you through some stuff. Mm. Yes, God. God is about to interrupt the plan of the enemy. Because the enemy is here to destroy and devour you. The Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That don't mm-hmm. mean stealing your stuff. That means stealing your joy. That means stealing your money. That means stealing your hope. That means stealing your, uh, everything that comes with you. That means stealing your promise. That means stealing your future. That means stealing your business. So Come on, when you you need to be covering your business and you need to be covering uh. you and everybody else surrounded about you. Because the uh, the word tells us that if God, uh, the enemy can't get to you because of the fire. So the enemy going to attack the people in your circle. Your okay. circle. Mm-hmm. That's my word. That's mm-hmm. Watch your circle. Because y'all around here, my friend. <laughs> yeah, No. Watch your circle because that person that's sitting there laughing with you can be a fulfillment of the enemy trying to destroy you. Watch your circle. And see, that's the thing. People, they want to get so caught up in Oh, I love, and see, that's the thing, too. I don't know why God is leading me back to relationships, but he just keeps stirring me back over there. But I came to tell somebody today, somebody's weeping over somebody talking about, oh, little Johnny broke up with me. Oh, little Johnny did. No, little Johnny was never supposed to be there in the begin with. Let's get that straight, because God removes, and God will remove somebody out of your life. If they are hindering you from getting to where you need to be, remove God don't play. God will remove them and won't think twice about it. Been there, done that, had a t-shirt for it. Keep it on moving. And then y'all want to, every time they come back and God been told you, mm, I just heard something. God then told you, to go and you want to keep going back to them. God said he's about to kill them, not kill them naturally. They're not going to die. But what he's going to do is he's going to kill them in the spirit. So they want to keep coming back and this is the sign of the enemy just trying to circle around and get you destroy you. No, you have to know. That's why you got to be afraid up. Mm. Because my friend Lo, let me mm. tell you something. My friend Lo, she went to um and anybody know me who, they know I'm a gangster, okay? I'm, I love the <laughs> Lord, but I'm a gangster. And one day my Come friend Lo, here, she went to um
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she went to uh she went to go study with somebody who she thought was her friend. And she said that the guy just started randomly, like, yeah, God isn't real, and, this, and you know, Love, like, I feel attacked, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, Love, we gotta go over there and break that demon off of him. We gotta go over here. We gotta go. She was like, Divine, we're not gonna do that. I said, Love, you need to be prayed up because the enemy. Let me tell you something. The enemy comes after people who ain't spiritually strong. Right, right. Because if you are spiritually strong, the enemy can't interfere with you because you already know what God then told you. You already know. So you around here weeping and mourning and blah, 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 blah. And then let me tell you something else to these relationships. You around here weeping about poo-poo and poo-poo out here sleeping with everybody and their cousin. Then not only that, God didn't already told you that he's going to remove poo-poo. God didn't sit the prophet and told you, yeah, poo-poo about to go. And you like, okay, well, I love poo-poo too much. He ain't going to go. Then poo-poo leave and then I, Now you want to be sitting around on the couch eating all the ice cream and the popcorn that you can Your fault. the Bible says that God's word came so you can have life. Mm -hmm. God came so you can have life and life more abundantly. So that don't only mean when you die. See, that's the thing. Society has us thinking that when we die, we got to go out in luxury, and we got to have a nice casket, and we got to have nice clothes, and we got to wear Louis Vuitton and all this and that when we die. No, you're supposed to be living like that now. Who's hindering right, you from living right. like that now? Somebody's hindering you from being there. Go out and buy yourself some Louis Vuitton. I'm not going to say that I got no Louis Vuitton or something in my in my closet, but you must best believe I carry myself and anybody who knows me knows and can tell you that I carry myself like a king. I do because I Thank know what God could. told me. Hmm. You done got me started. <laughs> you done got me started. No, but it's just, I mean... It's just, and I know it's almost time for us to get off of here, but I mean seriously, my spirit is just reaching out to the people who who have lost their jobs. Just hold on, y'all. Um, if there's nothing else that you got from me today, just hold on because God is com- the Bible. The Bible says trouble don't last always. This storm too shall pass. Mm, that's what the Lord put in me. This storm too shall pass. So, I mean, yeah, we all quarantined and stuff, but God know what he did. And this is, God is trying to get our attention. And see, I'm going to prove it to you real quick. In two minutes, I got two minutes. God is proving our, uh, trying to get your attention. Because if you look in Genesis, what did God do? God destroyed the earth by water. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, that's is not me saying mm-hmm. that God is trying to, you know, kill us or end the world. But God did that so he can get their attention. This right. is what we need. We need to have, we need to be on God's surface. And I think, I really believe that God did this too, so we can appreciate the little stuff. Yeah, Being able to go out to the park with our friends. Being able to go out. We out here killing people and shooting people and stuff. God mm-mm, mm-mm. God is trying to show you the little stuff. I miss my little bar. I miss my haircut. In the name of Jesus. I miss mine because God is trying to show you the little stuff, and that's what we have to take away from this is just the little stuff. Um, but I know this is about the end, but I just want to encourage somebody to go a little further. You are a weapon of power. Carry yourself as such. Um, do what you can do. And, I mean, if you quarantine, just hold on, y'all. Change is going to come. Amen. Amen, amen, amen.
1: Episode of Indie Fire right here with your girl Nakia. That was Stephanie Janot featuring Jazz E Mott with Breakthrough. You tuned in with me and my special guest, author and inspirational speaker Devon Taylor. I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to get all of your social media information out <laughs> live for those who may come back and listen to one of the many many playback shows. Um, how can they get in contact with uh, Devon Taylor?
2: Um, you all can get in contact with me via at Devon Taylor, D A V O N, Taylor spelled like Chuck Taylor. And um, you all can also add me on Instagram at Devon Taylor TV, or you all can add me on Snapchat at Devon, D A V O N, Taylor 3132.
1: Well, there you have it. Make sure that you're following the show on all social media platforms at Indesaya. Y'all know how to get in contact with me, nothing changed. Make sure that you are subscribing to the website, Com. You can also um, submit your New Music Monday submission from the website. Just look for the tab that says New Music Monday and submit right there. All right? Savon, thank you so much for joining me here this evening. Thanks thank for you having me. Thank you the world that you brought mm-hmm. forth Um I know that if it did not bless anyone in my listening audience, it most definitely blessed me, myself, and I. So thank you, thank you, thank you. you. I wish you much success um, as you finish out the freshman year and continued success throughout your sophomore year as well. Are you going to run for Mr. Sophomore? I think you should.
2: Um, I've been considering it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I think you should. (laughs) I think you should
2: Thanks Well keep you.
1: me uh, informed You know once you're on the show you are family So sure. I expect you yeah. yeah. all great things That are going on yeah. in your life You as well Eli I see you're still on the line <laughs> For you as yeah. well Alright guys we will see you back here On Monday morning 7am Eastern yeah. Standard yeah. Time for Monday Morning Motivation Or well, My Struggle Is My Strength with Kaso Moore Until then you all have a good night
2: God bless you